Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thanks for tuning back in. I am here today to talk about the mess that is Kanye West or ye or whatever he wants to be known as it doesn't even matter now because he's done he's done i'm not even going to repeat his comments i'm not going to read the tweet that got him suspended or banned from twitter and instagram and everything else but the world woke up to this man who has almost 20 million followers in the world, maybe more. And he said the most horrific things about people of the Jewish faith. The most anti-Semitic rhetoric that has been uttered by a person in power since maybe, what, the 1930s? It's disgusting. The man has called himself a proud non-reader of books. So either he's lying about that or we're expected to believe that he actually makes and creates his own music and he's the genius that he says he is. He's all smoke and mirrors. I saw someone on TikTok out him in the 90s. He was out. And then he went back in the closet and became a Christian and whatever. Maybe that's part of his problem. Because whoever he's worshiping is not God. It's not a God that I know. It's not a God that would want more people to suffer the way the Jewish people did during the Holocaust. We have to remember history. We're watching it currently repeat itself. We're watching the 80s repeat themselves right now. We thought it was a Cold War. It's not a Cold War. It's a brick and mortar war. With the murder of innocent people in Ukraine, many, many are Jewish. It hasn't ended. It paused for a while, but it hasn't ended. Nothing has ended. Things just cool down for a while, they simmer but they grow, they grow in hatred. And then these people like Kanye West, who thinks he can say and do whatever he wants, sits down in an interview and to whoever aired that interview, honestly shame on you for doing all that damage, except for the fact that he said Adidas couldn't do anything And you know Adidas went into their own DEFCON 3 mode against Kanye and said, what can we do legally? So when everyone was online freaking out that they hadn't made a statement, though, they made a statement by not making a statement because they were figuring out what to do. I mean, I remember when Adidas was running DMC. We don't need that in this world. We don't need wealthy and powerful people pushed to the forefront where their opinion matters more than those of us who maybe might not be in that position, but we're still important. You know, we place a lot, a lot of clout and a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of intelligence 
and a lot of our evolution based on what famous people say and do politically, religiously, when really what we should be doing is just supporting them as artists, maybe picking up a piece of fashion that maybe they make or that they support, whatever. But I don't think we should be sitting down and having these conversations that are just one-sided. I mean, he's gone unchallenged for so long and people put his mental illness ahead of his words and his actions. But the thing is, there are millions of people in the world that have bipolar disorder. And whether they're on medication or not, none of them act like Kanye West. He gives a bad name to people who suffer from depression and anxiety. I have high anxiety. I don't think that that gives me the right to come down on a group of people knowing who I am, knowing the power that my words can create. Because remember something, the word abracadabra, it's an Arabic word. It means I create as I speak. So the words that you create, whether it's about yourself or someone else, creates your reality. But when your reality is surrounded with narcissism and egotistical bullshit and hatred for other people, the illusion of your reality is miserable. But you make everyone else's reality even more miserable because people were on the freeway with signs saying that he was right and people were honking at it. And it was disgusting, wretched. The lowest form of human life does that. We are not here to separate by race, by religion, by gender. We're here to look at each other and learn from each other. One thing that I have learned from Kanye West is that there are really horrible people in the world that will do as much damage as they possibly can. And it will continue until every single one of us who believes that anti-Semitism is so wrong and we speak out about it and we keep speaking out about it we join forces with other people and we protect our Jewish friends and family because that branch of protection reaches out then to the next group of people who may be marginalized or pushed down. We have the African-Americans, Latinos, Asians. There are so many Muslims. We can keep going, Native Americans. We can keep going and going. But nothing is going to change until we stop saying, but what about this? But what about this? But what about? Other people have suffered. No, 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 no. No. 
not like the Jewish people have. Six million, gone. Families, lineages, gone. Destroyed. We said never again, but we're watching it happen in real time. Bust out of the illusion that we are separated by religion and race and gender and realize that that is what makes us unique and special and that is what gives us each of our superpowers in this world. We are all here for a reason. If your reason is destruction, I am not a fan of cancel culture at all, but but Kanye's gotta go. He's causing ultimate destruction. I don't care what his mental state is. That is just pure evil. And for those of us who don't want that hatred in the world, stand up for the people that are being pushed down because one day it might be you. Let's end the anti-Semitism Let's stand right next to our Jewish friends and family. And let's just take our world back. Break out of this illusion that everything is going to shit. We can fix this. But it starts with standing up for the right things. And right now the right things is standing with our Jewish friends and family. We cannot let hate take over. My grandfather and his brothers fled Italy in the late 1930s when Mussolini was rising to power. And they came to this country and each of them enlisted in a branch of the military to fight for the Allies in World War II. One of my uncles was only 16 and he lied and said he was 18 so he could join the Navy. Another uncle through marriage lost an eye and was given a purple heart for courage in combat. So there are people who do the right thing who leave everything they know and they love for a better life and to fight for better for others. That's why they were the greatest generation. They had so much heart and soul. Now, it's our turn, especially Gen Xers, to take all those lessons we've learned. I had my great-grandmother in my life, the silent generation. I had my grandparents in my life, the greatest generation. I had my parents in my life, the boomers. I'm the Gen Xer. We have learned a lot in our lives. And the reason I call this the spiritual journey of Generation X is because I feel like we're the link, that missing link, because we've been forgotten and overlooked, but we've also been called mysterious. And that's just because we've been waiting for our time. And our time is now to stand up 
against anti-Semitism and to push forward with the message of we are the world like we all sang back in the 80s. To everyone out there, just be good, be better. And thank you for listening to this episode of Messy Closet. And please keep art and keep love alive.